2: Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Reporting is eligible is proudly supported by Appleton Coffee Company. If you go to appletoncoffee.com and use code RAE at checkout, you will save fifteen percent this year. Again, that's AppletonCoffee.com. Use code RAE at checkout to save 15%. Good practice, team. Okay, it's time for the easiest part of any coach's job, the cuts. Now, while I wasn't able to cut everyone I wanted to, I have cut a lot of you. Wendell is cut. Rudy is cut. Janie, you're gone. Steven, I like your hustle. That's why it was so hard to cut you.
1: Hey everybody, welcome to Reporting is Eligible, our second official episode of the season. Um, Danny, my brother, who is a patron, as you all know, um, asked a question that I have to answer because he paid money for it, which is, um, do you guys have RAS scores? What are your RAS scores? And he was kidding, but we do, because as part of Acme Packing Company, we actually did a, a column where we all did the drills, and many of us got hurt. Um, I actually didn't get hurt doing the drills, but I got hurt trying to improve upon them about a month later. <laughs> um, and uh, so we do have them, though. So we can do interest. So I'm Paul Noonan. I write for Acme Packing Company, Shepard Express, and I, as a place kicker, I'm a 0. 0.46 Raz, which is, uh, that is 0. 0.46. It's very, very bad, as you would expect. Um, and uh, filling in for, for JR today, um, we have uh, Tyler Brook from Acme Packing Company also, who did not register a RAS because he was one of the many people to get um, hurt during drills. Uh, what did you do, Tyler?
0: Yeah, so I'm pretty proud. I got two reps on bench press at 225. No big deal. Never done that before. I don't remember what my vertical jump was. I, was it in the? Did I get to the 20s? Uh, 26. 26. Yep. I'll take that. So I was doing really well. Like I was really pumped about my scores. Thought I was going to have a really solid RAS for a non-athlete. And then uh, I pulled uh, an abductor muscle or something like that. I can't remember exactly what it was. <laughs> trying to improve on my vertical jump after ah. like, the sixth
1: attempt. So uh, like a month after um, I we did this, I was at uh, the Two Brothers Brewery here in Illinois. And there's a, an elementary, or not an elementary school, but like a, a kid's park next to it. And they have a Ninja Warrior course with a timer, like where you, you like, Hit the awesome. button, and it starts timing. And next to it, they had a 40-yard dash with a timer. Same deal. Like, you line up, it counts you down, and you run 40 yards, and it tells you your time. Like, it's just there for you. It's like, well, we have to do that. And had friends, and I did one, and it was really slow, and I was like, I can do better than that. And I was doing better than that, but then I just ripped a hamstring to shreds um, two-thirds yep. of the way down the track. So, yeah, yeah not so good. And uh, in, in Kansas home, I believe, uh, a, a, as per usual, uh, with a .63, I believe. yes. Uh, my
2: name is Matt, you can call me Matab, back me packing company, meme-believer, and general Twitter, rabble-rouser. Um, as a place kicker, I dominate the weight. I have a 926 Raz for my weight. Um, so my vert, uh, I got 24. Uh, and I do believe, shout-outs to Justice Mosqueda, uh, I am very good at scapular retraction and depression, which allows you to cheat two inches on your
1: vertical. <laughs> yeah we have learned all not, the, all the ways to cheat that, which is nice I can, um
2: I did not break six seconds in the forty and I did not break eight seconds in the three cone. Ted would not draft me no, <laughs> uh, uh, but I got nine reps in bench, yeah
1: Ted would not draft any actually yeah uh, Tyler, I think is probably a good athlete he's actually a football coach, matt is too he's a power lifter I'm not I'm just a guy, so i'm <laughs> I'm sort of the replacement level player here, so um. But th- that's the answer to your question Danny so so now you know um so today is a cutdown day uh, which is kind of it's kind of exciting but it is kind of a, a it's a bummer for everybody cut but it is uh it's always full of mystery and intrigue though the packer's not too much but uh um they're they're not they took forever they're down to their 53 now and there were I would say quite a few surprises and nobody really knows what they're gonna do but Um, They ended up with a little bit of a weird construction when it was all said and done, especially given some areas where I think we all viewed them as weak, like at edge rusher, where they are now weaker (laughs) or at least less deep. Um, And they only have two running backs. So um, Tyler Goodson, um, God bless him was cut early in the day and we we're like oh Patrick Taylor we had a big debate like that's maybe smart he's a good blocker and then at the very end of the day he got cut too <laughs> so <laughs> um, I guess to start off with just guys who are you most surprised by first of all getting cut off the team Tyler you can go first am I allowed to say Nate, Nate Becker it was very fun seeing both
0: of my <laughs> worlds collide with a, car- a Carmel high school kid Getting signed on and then very quickly no longer being with the team. Um, That one wasn't much of a surprise, but uh, I will say uh, I heard a lot of good things about him. He was apparently a late bloomer. He did not really start in high school. Fun fact. Um, As far as surprises, though, I mean, um, Heflin, a little bit, you know, a lot of people were very excited about him last preseason. uh, And we just kept waiting for, you know, this flashes whenever he did play, although sparingly last season. So I was a little disappointed. Chris Slayton, too. You know, mostly because I thought he he looked very good in that first preseason game. and You saw a lot of flashes. Could it be against just inferior competition and they didn't trust him against, you know, ones? I think that's probably fair. Um, who else do they have? I guess Winfrey. He just got completely Coomer out. <laughs> he did. Uh, oh, man. Just an epic Aaron is,
1: Aaron's the kiss of death at this point. He really is. Um, I was also surprised at that, but I shouldn't. Like, we should not have been surprised about that. We let media talk us into that one because... He's not good. He's just a guy. He didn't put up good stats. He's not that good an athlete. He just knows the system. So um, I, I I don't wish ill on Juwan Winfrey for getting cut, but I think they made the smart choice there, and I'm happy. Uh, Samari Samari Torres, my guy, and I'm glad he made it. That's my happiest part. Um, that's that's great. I was surprised and they we, cut Goodson by like, the way. Like that was well, my biggest one.
2: Paul, you went through the the stages of grief with Torrey throughout
1: the Everybody week. Everybody convinced me he was gone. Like, math didn't work <laughs> if they kept Winfrey. It just didn't. So I'm very happy they didn't. Yay. Um, I'm surprised they let Goodson go just because uh, I think Texan Justice mes- mentioned this on the repack. Like, I think he might actually get claimed. Like, most guys don't yeah. get claimed. Most guys make it through waivers, come back to the practice squad, especially rookies, especially undrafted rookies. But uh, he showed pretty well in preseason. And, I mean, you can find any any dumb running back to run between the tackles. Um, it, you cannot find one to catch passes out on the wings and do something with it. And he, he did that. So uh, I think he might get pounced on. Yeah. I mean, he's a
0: very ideal third down back, right? You yeah. Know, the pass catching ability, he's pretty tough. I like physical running backs, right? Like guys that don't shy away from contact. Too many guys like dancing. So that, that's a bummer. That's a bummer. Um especially because they didn't keep Taylor either so I don't know what the the plan is probably just putting Taylor on the practice squad
1: I think so yeah probably I think goodson will, if he doesn't get claimed if, oh, know, yeah. if that's where he'll end up he might get claimed though um i, I was I think we are all surprised by all of the edge rushers getting cut too right like yeah uh, like I, I think all of them. it was like one at a time where it was like I remember when Kobe Jones was still there and we were like okay that's okay he, he played okay he showed out a few times and then he got cut we' are like who's who's left like <laughs> who if one of the two big guys goes down what happens to this team at that point um, it's an area where you do need some depth and uh, I assume they'll be active on plucking other people but man it's rough right now I
0: remember how excited we were before that first playoff game about having two units of healthier edge rushers with Merciless and Zarius coming <laughs> yes back? I do
1: god damn it now it's, <laughs> no, nothing it's uh, it's pretty bad so they. Uh, who did they, who did they get cut? It outside they, line. They, oh, they
2: they cut Ladarius Hamilton and Le, yeah,
1: Kobe and, and Kobe. Yeah, they,
2: they kept JJ um, and Jonathan Garvin and Tipa the over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jonathan Garvin, what did he do to win a job? Uh, Exist, I guess. I don't yeah. know. All right. On the plus side, though, who are you guys surprised to see and happy to see make it? For me, that's obviously well, I, Samari.
0: Yeah, Oh Matub. Who were you surprised got cut? Uh, oh, surprise oh, oh, yeah, cut. we skipped you. That's yeah. um, <laughs>
1: fine.
2: Uh, um, Caleb Jones, uh, I kind of thought, was going to be like, either keep a project. Yeah, Tyler's shaking his head. I think it was close um, on him, but I agree with I think you. He's I wasn't a good, surprised. I think he's a good practice squad candidate. Just like He's just like a monstrous human being. I, I like I watching the big dudes. I guess I'm, um, I'm
1: surprised Walker made it more than Jones didn't, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah, that's fair.
1: As an IU grad. It, at, at first, I was shocked right.
2: that they cut Sean Davis, <laughs> and now it's going around that uh, he actually
1: had a knee injury. Yeah, so yeah, they, they they released him with an injury settlement, did, did they not? I think.
2: Um, I think it was suspected injury settlement. Okay. I don't know if I've actually seen that confirmed or not. Um, uh, and if you were to ask, like literally anybody in I'm Smarter Than You Twitter, uh, Fulgham is the most surprising cut. Really? Oh yeah, because like his four weeks in twenty twenty. Where he was going. Oh yeah. But <laughs> like I legit there were legitimate check marks with uh five figure followers talking about how he was he would have been the wide receiver one and better than Lazard and
1: That's ridiculous though. He was just uh pre game fodder. Not pre uh, pre season fodder so that they wouldn't get people hurt. Yeah.
2: Well, I guess word from Eagles fans is he's a terrible practicer. <laughs> <Like> he just <laughs> So, I don't know what that means, but they're like he's terrible in practice.
1: Yeah, it happens. Guys are like that. Some guys are are just yes bad influences. All right, so onto more happy stuff. Who, who are you guys happy you made it? Um, other than Samari, who I am obviously Abernathy very... all yeah. day,
2: all day twice on Sundays. <laughs> Abernathy
1: also a good story, um, kind of from um, afterthought into making the fifty three. We...
2: Can we we talk about how this poor bastard got like two weeks off of football? yeah it's brutal <laughs> he played a whole usfl season it's two weeks off and then comes to training camp
1: did you notice him in the usfl when you were watching it
2: yes he was monstrous in the usfl he was all-star wow nice yeah he absolutely like, like he's one of those guys who his raz shows up like like you're like okay there's no way that he gets it like kind of like um when you watch savage's college tape oh yeah like he he'll like come out of left field like, he will enter the film. That's kind of how Abernathy was in the USFL.
1: Nice. I'm happy about that one. I actually think he is... Uh, I think he has upside uh, to be more than just fodder. I think he actually might be good-good, which I'm always happy to see those guys stick around. I love high-res safeties who uh, are, are, are... have some size to them, a little bit of heft. We have, like, one of my Darnell Savage things is just that he's pretty teeny, and uh, he can lay... he can hit, but he gets hurt. So, I, I like I like Abernathy. Big up on him. Um, I, wh- Why were people surprised Coco made it, by the way? Because somebody has to do that job. <laughs> I, I saw it listed as, by a bunch of people like he made the team. Like, who else was going to?
2: He must have improved greatly. I don't know. Yeah.
1: Like, I suppose so. Tyler, anybody you were happy made it that weren't those two? I was like, I've got
0: be one, so I pulled up the roster. Nope. No, no that's I really it. <laughs> <didn't>. <laughs> I, I do um, love a really surprised you know, effort uh, in Jack Coco. I like really I like saying Quay Walker.
2: <laughs> go, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say you come up here, and be like, "I'm really surprised Quay Walker made it. That dude sucks." <laughs> How
0: dare you, man? Yep, he's the first pick. I'm excited. <laughs> linebackers coach gets to watch good Packers linebackers this year. It's gonna be great. Ah, first time in a
2: long, long time. I just this this is gonna be the year where where the complete transformation of Paul's opinion on inside linebacker happens. I'm he's like of but now you're like well yeah i can see the value in it when you have when you have a really good linebacking core
1: like how it's all different and now you're going to be like
2: draft all the line <laughs>
1: i'm kind of there already honestly <laughs> just um i i feel like the the positional value thing works a lot better on offense than it does on defense just because you can always pick on defense so you can always pick on weak people you need everybody to be good and uh, like I get that traditionally the linebacker position is like just run filler, like guys run up between – it's Singletary. It's you know a guy who gets too much credit, who busts between people who are better in front of him and gets credit for cleaning up messes that he didn't really do anything about. And that's just not what the position is anymore. And like now you need guys who can do that and cover. And if you don't have one, you end up like the Packers have for the past several years getting – Destroyed in the middle of the field and watching Levante David and Devin White like prove to you why it's better to have that. So I'm kind of there. Like on defense, I just think there aren't any. That like positional value is not really a thing. Um, it's it's just that if you have any weak points, it will get picked on and picked on and picked on, and it doesn't really matter where it is. So that's fair. I'm there. I've never thought I've never thought of it that way. That makes sense. (laughs) It does. It's it's one of I disagree with PFF a lot on this. I think their work calculation is very very not applicable to defense. Uh, do you think they have a point about corners being valuable because you do need so many of them um that it gets there's a big drop off from like your first to your fifth corner which is uh, you know that's who comes in if number 1 goes out on a lot of plays. Um uh, but uh, other than that like you need everybody. You can't get by without without a, at least an average group out there. They're uh, they're getting better but uh, not there yet. All right. Um, Let's see. Um, Who who do you think – first of all, who do you think gets practice squatted of the cuts? And who do you think actually gets sniped? Like, we talked about Goodson. Anybody else likely to actually get picked up by someone else? Or are we going to have our pick of the litter here? Going through – I'm curious about Danny Etling.
0: I don't know what teams need a third third quarterback. I
1: I would give him – like, if I was the the Lions, I would steal him in two seconds. Yeah. Uh, if I actually, what,
2: you, mean, you mean the Lions taking a cast-off from the Packers quarterback room? Never. Not not to get too
1: <laughs> NFC North heavy, but the Vikings' backup right now is Sean Mannion. No, I'm um, sorry, Nick Mullins, right? Um, yeah. They cut Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond. They traded for it. Nick, Nick Mullins sucks. He's one of the worst quarterbacks I've ever seen play. Um, I, I know Justice has his taking out RPOs and play-action quarterback stats, and I think he was the worst passer in football Uh, last time he played significant downs and that checks out on tape he sucks so like they should get at who maybe isn't that great but is better than what they're throwing out so a lot of guys a lot of teams could use him and I kind of agree with that Uh, but I'm a big quarterback swiper Um, I would always grab any preseason star with any arm strength that I saw Um, oh speaking
2: of preseason star with arm strength uh word on the street is that the Broncos might look at Tim
1: Boyle laser show oh come on I'm just... I mean, they have Hackett, so I, that <laughs> it makes some sense. But why would you employ Tim Boyle at this point? Like, <laughs> I don't know. He's gotten so many. Cha- Maybe he's a great clipboard holder, but I don't think he is because he'd still be like around if he was. <laughs> he's got a cannon. Like that. I know that's everybody it. gets everybody gets um, bemused, v- enslaved by the arm strength. But come on, it's ridiculous. He's terrible. Uh... So,
2: for by the way, for my answers, I would say that, uh, um, yeah, besides Goodson, like if we can't pick Goodson, I think someone is going to look at Winfrey because Rodgers was was talking <laughs> him up.
1: Maybe he'll end up on the Bills.
2: Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, I'm looking through it too. I think, yeah, I think, and then, like I said before, I hope Caleb Jones makes a practice
1: squad. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could see, um, actually, I could see Ishmael Hyman getting a few looks as well. Um, he, what?
2: I can't say that dude's name without making a joke. Like it's—it's it's it's a, a traditional
1: Im- name. Like it's
2: physically impossible. <laughs> it's the, the jokes just pop out. Matub's just know. like tweaking because he can't get a joke uh-huh.
1: off. <laughs> um, he played pretty well, and I, one thing—probably not because the league is lousy with receivers. There's tons of them. Um, but he, he played well enough that I would actually give him a look. He, he, he was impressive. I wish I could see more of him and I hope he is back on the practice squad. Uh, Travis Fulgham can go away though. I don't have any use for that. Um,
0: no, nah. give me a KB Ninto. put him on there. Have Flynn, I guess in case someone goes down yeah. or Slayton. Give me one of the two.
1: I wonder if Rico Gafford actually makes it through. I, I thought he'd make the, he, he was a little bit of a surprise for me. I thought he might make yeah. it special teams value too. um, that
2: i made i made a very niche joke about rico in the slack chat like oh i was surprised rico was cut and i was like oh i bet he committed a crime, crime. with the mom yeah
1: <laughs> oh the rico statute <laughs> i mean i don't how many people are going to get that reference just me and uh, anybody who follows Pope no, I don't know. Free, <laughs> free
0: free young thug except
1: probably don't free young. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right so i i think are uh, we're, we're plowing through stuff here but um, where do you think they'll end up sniping a few people themselves? Because they're clearly weak in a few positions, um, and you know we've talked about the, the. I think the last couple guys on the roster. I think Touré was probably one of them. I think Rashid was probably one of them. Um, they're probably still in some danger because if too many good people pop up, um, and some are out there already, sometimes those guys get cut the next day. Uh, so they're definitely weak in a few positions. Do uh, you, got, uh, Tyler, in in particular, see anybody out there that you want to add? Yeah. Um,
0: the problem is with waiver priority, right? Like yeah, obviously they're very they very low. Priority. And so you should probably focus on the positions that you're thin at, like with edge and safety. Maybe you can make an argument for corner. But I want Tyler Johnson out of <laughs> Tampa Bay so bad. He's just a big body, 6'1". Matt LaFleur will fall in love with how strong he is. He makes a ton of contested catches. I have no idea if he can block, but he's got the size and strength. That I think Lafleur will bust into Gun's office. Like we need him.
1: I saw some tape on him blocking today. I think he'll he can do it. Um, he looked pretty good doing in limited reps for Tampa doing so. So uh, I agree with that. He was sort of a, a a scouting and a nerd favorite coming out of school. He was very very productive in college. He didn't test. I think is the big thing with yeah. him. And uh, uh, he he was I, I assume injured at the time. So mm-hmm. nobody really is quite sure how good of an athlete he is. He just seems like a really good one um so i i'm with you i'd like to see him as well um any any edge guys out there that you or safeties frankly <laughs> that you've noticed so far i've been scouring and i haven't seen any
2: oh uh someone just got cut from the falcons who you might have heard of oh yeah who's that safety by the name of henry black
1: oh goodness <laughs> uh, wow. i know we were looking at deshaun gibson earlier today but he is i think kind of bad um I, I don't. Know, any anybody else that you've noticed that might be any good? Well,
2: someone who there's someone who Henry wasn't cut. Well, someone who wasn't cut that I would actually like to look at as a possible trade target because there were trade rumors. Would be Darius Slayton. Everyone's yeah. kind of expecting him to get cut by the Giants, and I honestly think if you call him up and offer a sixth, they might might take you up on it.
1: Hmm, he's good.
0: I would do that. I. Uh... Devon Kennard got released and I mean he's not like an exciting player but he's a veteran and he's been around for a while and he has some production in his career
1: so was, at this point he, that's just all
0: I want
2: I'll take that just, did, didn't he find out that he was cut on Twitter oof there was brutal. someone who was like like wow it's cold out here like they were retweeting uh, them getting cut
1: I think it was <laughs> um, I think so is is Adrian Amos the most important person on the defense Yes, I feel like as he, you said he, last week. He That's is, right? <laughs> if he gets hurt, they're just screwed in a position.
2: That's I wonder it. what to, well, uh who was it they like said to, uh, Morgan Burnett officially retired today as a Packer. Yep. And there that, were a lot of people that were like, are you sure he should retire? He'd make the squad.
1: <laughs> that, that joke writes itself. I mean, that joke was a million times in, in the making today. Uh, I made the
0: joke. Uh, I was like, "Ah, oh, so here's your uh, one day contract." And he goes, uh, "This says one year."
2: Oh, that yeah. must be a typo. <laughs> Sorry about uh, that. Suit you, up. You, yeah. <laughs> so, I think I made the only unique Morgan Burnett joke today. Really? It, Morgan Burnett was the last good third round pick. He was with so him retiring. That's the true. curse may be broken. And by the way, zero <laughs> Richard Rogers apologists in my mentions.
1: He, he's not good.
2: Right. There shouldn't be. So, that's correct. Are there Richard Rogers apologists out there? (laughs) He played for a decade. Okay. (laughs)
1: He's like, he's like poor man's um, Bubba Franks. That's what Richard Rogers is, which is also also not a good player. How dare you? (laughs) There were were multiple times where (laughs) Jesus Christ.
2: There were multiple times where I was like, I would rather have Justin Perillo than Richard Rogers.
1: Uh, Speaking of tight end, it has been a disaster for a little while now. Um, I saw OJ Howard was cut. Um, he is. Uh, I don't know how to explain what OJ Howard is. Occasionally good, very inconsistent, great athlete. Um, and, any any desire for that one there? I yes, I, I, yeah, yeah, strong. He's yes, he's only twenty seven. He's young. I feel like, yeah. No, I feel like he's been in the league for like twenty years. <laughs> That's because every year he's like uh, a fantasy speculation. Um, he this is his breakout. He's gonna be great. Um, and then he is kind of sometimes, but not really. And he gets hurt a lot. Um, he is kind of the Austin Safarian's Jenkins role. Um, whenever, like every other year they trade off his fantasy, maybe studs. So he's, I, I would get like the youth makes me want to take a shot on him. I think with Aaron, the the thing that gets me is he's played with Brady. It's not like he's played with garbage quarterbacks and like, has that to be depressed about. Sometimes I'll be like, get a guy with Aaron, but you know, Jared cook with Aaron. Great. Perfect. That maybe you get that. Um, But I'd feel better about it if he had played with, like, you know, Drew Locke instead of Tom Brady. Uh,
2: Okay, so I'm looking at his stats right now, and he hasn't put up numbers since 2018. 2019 was sort of okay. I guess he only had one touchdown. though. 2020 and 2021 are interesting. He only played in four games in 2020 and had 146 yards on 11 catches with uh, two touchdowns. 2021... He appeared in 17 games and had worse stats.
1: Yeah, he did. He was not good. I don't think he cared.
0: Yep. I only see players who do not play for the Packers or Colts in the lens of I watched them in college. (laughs) For me, O.J. Howard was just phenomenal. He was phenomenal in Alabama. Um, I would just really like to see him get an opportunity um, because... I think they have too many guys that are like do one specific thing. Right. And Mercedes Lewis is yes. getting close to the end of his career. So I think OJ Howard is a good guy that you can bring in with a, you know, someone all around skill set If Lewis goes down or ultimately retire year, just someone to, you know,
2: think about. Oh, yep. And, um, during the misadventures of fart, Mcduty, uh, Mercedes got cut <laughs> at the 53.
1: Of course he did. Um, I would like Austin Allen, but nobody will do that. I'm, I'm alone in this. I just want to put it out there that, uh, he will actually be a good tight end someday, and he will be on the, the <laughs> Giants practice squad for this year. So He's good. He was very, very good at Nebraska. They just didn't throw enough passes because they're stupid. Are uh, you trying to recreate the
0: Cornhuskers' offense for the 2022 Green Bay <laughs> Packers? A little
1: bit. So, I mean, part of my problem is that uh, just on ROPS and on efficiency stats generally, their skill position players pop. They show up, and uh, it's part of them being their their stupid selves of – you know, we lose every game by one score, and we actually play pretty well against good competition. And so they look good statistically. I I I was, I saw a lot of people predicting Nebraska would beat Northwestern in Ireland last weekend. I was like, no, they won't. They lost all their good skill position players. They lost their quarterback, who's worth something. Again, I, I know the new guy's pretty good, too. But they lost Toure, and they lost Allen. They're going to they're gonna suck. And, of course, they're Nebraska, so they're dumb. And they did, and they are dumb still to this day. Um, the, if they were a smarter team, They would have uh, kept those three skill position players and fired Scott Frost, who is one of the worst coaches in football. Just, just an idiot. Don't be mean to Jesse Plemons, okay? (laughs) I don't know who that is, so I won't. Oh my gosh, it's a
0: guy from Breaking Bad and Friday Night Lights that looks exactly like Scott Frost. Ah,
1: okay. If you Google it, freaked out.
2: Yeah, all if you Google it.
1: All right, so one of the good things about Cotown is that most of these guys don't actually matter. Um, we haven't yeah. actually, we, we haven't seen any players who matter play, really, in the preseason at all. Almost all of them have been held out. Um, Aaron Rodgers hasn't played. And nobody worth anything is really... Rashawn Gary hasn't played. Um, so that's all good. So we, we tend to all overrate rookies and the impact they're going to have. Um, but the, the, the Packers have a lot of them, and a lot of them at positions where they do need a little bit of help um so tyler do you think who do you think we'll see most of as the season starts up here and who's going to just take kind of a developmental year, and we shouldn't have too much too much hope on well i am so
0: glad you asked let's start with the first pick quay walker quay walker um i mean how exciting is it again just to reiterate having two inside backers that are going to be awesome like that's gonna be very fun um and they're very similar players which i do find a little bit
1: odd uh but it's been quite hard to run on this team. Yeah, it is. For the first time in forever. I can't. I know. Last time they had a good run defense was 2010. It, it really was.
2: Calm down, Kristen Bell. <laughs> That's a I'm frozen not, joke for oh anyone who God.
0: missed. <laughs> I'm not entirely sold on how much Devontae Wyatt's going to play, at least early on. Yeah. Um, they seem pretty convinced on Jaron Reed starting in this lineup. Um, not sure what's going on. I mean, we're only looking from the outside. Um, so preseason he hasn't really popped at least it sounded like from the outside right so
1: yep with you on uh, that to
0: see more of him uh offense I think it's a different story I think you're gonna see a few guys that are pretty hefty contributors I mean I think the Romeo Dobbs hype is warranted and I have written stuff in the off season about how excited we were about Dobbs yeah so pretty uh I it's pretty awesome seeing that one pan out yeah
1: I don't think Watkins is gonna stick for very long uh, I, I yep. just don't I think he's a mediocre talent I think There's a reason he's moved around so much, and uh, I think he's just an easy guy to outcompete. It's nice to have a veteran presence there, but I think that spot is sort of right for the taking. And with all of the positional diversity they use, Dobbs will get plenty of time. So I'm with you on that. Um, what, What do you think about Watson, on the other hand?
0: See, I think it's easy to just say that Dobbs could have the better rookie season, but Watson could have the better career just because of the athleticism alone, I mean, he's a ridiculous athlete. He's easy. I think he was easily the hardest evaluation of a top sixty-two player. Agree when you watched, because yeah, you see the athleticism. A lot of his explosive plays are just off coverage, and North Dakota rotates the receivers so much because they run this double fullback thirty-two personnel stuff all the time. Um, so it's it's really hard to get a full. Do so. um I think, I think he takes a little bit longer getting out of the gate, but all accounts are just that Dobbs is ready to go. Um, biggest questions I ever owe Lyman. Yeah. Uh, Ryan seems like he's been a bit of a disappointment so far, at least hasn't earned a starting job. But Zach Tom, he was one of the guys I watched like right before the draft, I think the week of the draft, because I started hearing his name. He was one of my favorite offensive linemen I watched. Because I mean, you see the measurables, like that's pretty small offensive tackle, yep. and you find out he played center, but he has some of the best feet you'll ever see in an offensive line.
1: Yeah, technically he seems just outstanding. And yeah. I think it really, come, like, uh, okay, uh, the thing that keeps coming back to us on this is uh, how would you differentiate him from Jason Spriggs as a player? <laughs> One of them can handle inside moves. There you go. That's one start. I, I know Matt has the the gif of Jason Spriggs putting his arm up late, but uh, you know, also a Raz superstar and and light for the position he played. So yeah, um, I, I'm always kind of skeptical when they grab guys that light, but man, in this case, it looks like they had a legit reason for it.
0: It's the it's the foot quickness and the lateral movements. I mean, guys can change directions on him and he tells them like nothing nothing happened. He's exceptionally athletic. He's Versatile, which is what we love in our Packers offensive linemen, Stenovich will put the best five out there, regardless of what position they are, you know, traditionally play. Um, and as long as Bakhtiari and Elton are healthy, like, how can you not be excited about, you know, if you can have an interior, theoretically, of Jenkins, Myers. Um, oh, my gosh. Runyon. Who I <laughs> Runyon. Actually <like> <laughs> oh, so my God. Gosh. I wrote Natariya. I like him last year and I just completely forgot his name for a second. The, the best,
1: JRJ, uh, Dog. The best part about know. JRJ, though, is that he's forgettable. Like he just doesn't screw yep. up. He's just on the inside and his he name. Yeah. He is good. Yeah. Uh well I'm not I'm still curious about
0: if I think Tom deserves to be in that starting lineup of and I just don't know if they want to put him at tackle or guard yeah. and kick Jenkins out to tackle. Um contract wise, it would make sense for Jenkins to want to play a tackle. Um, <laughs> I think that's where the dilemma happens. Yep.
2: It's funny. Last year I tweeted that uh, Elton Jenkins was going to make all pro first team at three different parts of the line.
1: (laughs) It's a possibility. He's capable of it. That's, That's the good thing about him. He's the best to have back. All right, really quick before we get to questions this for this week, uh, Jr. just wanted to uh, have us point out, and I agree with this. We talked uh, last last episode. We talked about Matt Ariza fairly significantly before we knew about all the charges. And oh, geez. Um, yes. So d- just really quick, like we didn't know that at the time, and uh, yeah, we all I think are in agreement. He's a huge asshole, likely a criminal. Uh, we'll keep it alleged at, at the moment, but. Uh, and I mean, we're, he admitted to at least one crime. Yeah, he did. That's true. Um, <laughs> th- there could be worse ones, but the statutory one, that is correct. Uh, so, yeah, he's obviously a huge dirtball. We won't be referring to him by his nickname anymore, and I'm glad we don't have him. We also got a couple of DMs after the fact saying that there'd been some talk of him in trouble, um, rumors out there. And I just want to clarify, we didn't know about those. If if we know about those, we'll you know mention it and uh, say hey, they got a red flag for makeup on them. Like I'll, I'll just tell you, um, I wrote an article earlier this year um, on underrated people via ROPS, and one of them was Samari Toure, but one of them was Kevin Austin, uh, Notre Dame's receiver. And I had a bunch of people, uh, um, journalists and other people, DM me. That guy has some red flag. He has some problems. He's gotten into a lot of fights in in the locker room. Just so you know, like he is. In fact, what everything you said, he's a good athlete. Um, he puts he put up great stats, but. There's a problem there. So when we hear that stuff, we'll mention it. Didn't hear it on Matteriza. And, uh, yeah, glad glad we did not draft him. <laughs> but very, very glad. Hope he gets uh, everything that he has coming to him. So, anyway, uh, on that note, sorry about that. And uh, let, let's move on to questions. We got quite a few of them. So, uh, Tyler, I believe, has the honors this week. And first from okay. Patreon, of course.
0: All right. I'm going to do my best JR voice. Let me get in character. into character, uh, Brewers, Milwaukee Bucks articles, <laughs> lists. Okay, I'm ready. All right. Good job. Perfect. Mark Scarby asks on the mini pod. Paul said he believes Jordan Love can be a useful QB, but not a star QB. If that is how he turns out, was the trade up for him a good or bad decision?
1: Ah, uh, I don't like ex post facto thinking like that. Um, but probably bad. Um, if you're if you get an average QB, it's it's really not good enough. Ninety-nine percent of the time, it's like you can't win without one. But it's really hard, and you have to build a team around them. And uh, I, I, my quarterback philosophy is always: you should churn them until you got a superstar. Because when you get a superstar, you're good for a decade. And um, it's the easiest way to be good. It's the easiest way to build a team. Uh, it's it's hard to find them, but it, it once you have them, everything is so much simpler than if you don't. So uh, I I don't think it's good and. Um, I, I've said this before. I, I have a short leash for my quarterback picks. And, uh, you know, I've said many times that I think Jordan Love is bad. He has, to his credit, improved a lot this year. He really has. Um, but he's still really inconsistent. Even in that uh, two games ago, I think was his best game by far as a professional. Um, but his last game, he was just inconsistent deep. He actually threw pretty good in the flat, which had been a problem for him, but just couldn't hold it all together. Maybe he will get it all together, but... Um, I, I, I just don't think it's, it's going to work out and I think he's an average at best quarterback and yeah, I think that makes it a bad trade up. I don't know. Anybody disagree? You're free to,
2: I'm a big fan of, this is the first time we've mentioned the most recent football game played
1: in this. That's a good point. (laughs) That's great. Uh, also, like, nobody can evaluate. Uh, so, I, actually, I'm curious. Like, Tyler, what did you think of him last game? Because I am tend to be harsher on him than most. I, I, like, I saw Bucco out there praising the hell out of him, and a lot of the other media seemed to be pretty positive on him. I was not. He looks a little more decisive and not
0: terrified like that Kansas City <laughs> game. Um, That's good, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think I, – I feel like his throw is too long. He – He's not as athletic as he looks like he could be. Yep. Um, there's just not a lot going for him. He's like he's super long limbed. Do you think he could like run around and make guys? I don't know. There's a lot I'm not a fan of. Other point, your quarterback building philosophy. I feel like if I don't have a top ten pick, then I'm just waiting until day two, day three, and just throwing darts on quarterbacks. Absolutely,
1: totally. Uh, like that's how the Packers kind of worked in the Favre era for a long, long time yeah. and went through a lot of them. Um, and I also feel like I'm getting a little cocky here, but like I picked out Tyler Huntley, who I would like to have had on my team just to evaluate, and I do think Skylar Thompson, who was a seventh round pick this year, is pretty good. And the Dolphins kept him on their 53, like they have Teddy Bridgewater, who they kept as backup, but they didn't expose him to waivers. They actually they kept him around, which you don't often see for seventh round quarterbacks. So I- I'm with that philosophy. I would always have a latter day one, and I would quickly evaluate them and move on or keep.
2: Wait, you like you like Latter-day quarterbacks, so like Steve Young <laughs> or <it's>, I mean, <laughs> <sure>. yes,
1: <laughs>
0: you can actually read all about Paul's QB uh, ops. How do we how do we, pronounce? Q-bops. we say, we say QB ops, yeah. QB ops, you can read all about Paul's QB ops in the science of football coming to stores in like a week which holy crap.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I'm I i can not wait to get it. I, I my pre-order notice for shipping actually came to me the other day, so. Okay.
0: I just ordered 38 copies. So. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, when when does the audiobook drop and who's the who's going to be reading it? <laughs> It'll
0: be me pretending to be Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: and well, since I was a little boy. I've always liked football. <laughs> <laughs>
0: J.D. asks, who will be the top three wide receivers on the Packers in snap count by the end of the season? Follow-up sub-question, which rookie wide receiver gets more targets, Dobbs or Watson?
1: Also, what are we calling him? Is it Dubs or Dobbs? It's Dobbs. Dobbs. I, yeah. Dobbs. We, we, we got yelled at a lot last week for pronunciation. My fault, since I famously don't listen to games, so I don't know how to pronounce anybody's name. Uh, but we got corrected. It, it is Yash. We will say Yash from this point forward. And it is Dobbs. Um, And he he apparently doesn't. Uh, correct people that often, he's kind of fine with whatever. But it's it's Dobbs, so we'll roll. So that.
2: for the, for the record, I was the only person to say Tunyon, and I was the only person to say yash. So yes. suck it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and Dobbs will have more targets, I think. Kind of no matter what, even if they, uh. So Dobbs is good. So let's start from that baseline. So if Watson was a true, you know, late or early early second rounder, true like first round talent, maybe he would outdo it. But Dobbs is is quite good in his own right, even though he was later pick. And he runs the types of routes where he's going to get more targets. Watson is, even though I think he has more potential than this, uh, probably likely to play the MVS role to the extent he's on the field, and that's going to limit his targets, whether he's good at it or not. So uh, I think it'll be Dobbs.
2: Yeah, Watson's going to have like 18 yards per reception, Yep, but only like 20 receptions.
1: It'll, it'll probably look a lot like his North Dakota State stats, honestly. <laughs> there you go. Yep.
2: Uh, also, Tyler, you skipped over two questions.
1: Well, one. Wait, what? So, uh, JD one, one and a half. Oh, my
0: gosh. That's a good one, too. Yeah. That's a, um... So up, up to Sam. Yeah. Sorry about that. Wow. I was very excited about this one, too. <laughs> From Sam Klunder. I'm probably butchering that. I apologize. But if Aaron Rodgers is doing the podcast rounds and he got on RAE, oh, God. what would be any three questions you would ask him? Should we all get a question? <laughs>
1: Okay,
2: Uh, my question, number one, where do you get off? (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, my, my, okay, I've been saying it, no vid, no did, right? Like, Rogers claims to have added 100 pounds to his squat in the last year. (laughs) Switched from a straight bar to a safety squat bar, which is on average 10% harder. Aaron Rodgers, how in the hell do you think you can make that claim without posting vid? No vid, no did. What the farts?
1: I think... I would ask, um, how do you evaluate the veracity of sort of scientific claims in alternative media versus mainstream media? And do you think that you give more credence to one over the other? I want him to answer that. I would
0: ask which top three historical figures he would do ayahuasca with. (laughs) (laughs) All good. All right, let me get these pulled up. Um, Let's go.
2: I I bet I can guess. Uh, let's see, it would be um
1: <laughs> we can't verify
2: it. <laughs> it would be it would be Steve Young, uh Gandhi <laughs> and MLK. Uh
0: JD also said after his for his Dobbs or Watson question,
1: <laughs> this is a good question. So I
0: don't he really, no, really I think you're saying to that to that Sam's question. He was saying it to Sam's question. Uh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if he was trying to hype up his own question. Uh, let me go to this PJ Wessels. Uh, Which Packers rookie are we too high on? Uh, I believe. Well, according to Justice, Dobbs is a Hall of Famer. So I think by definition, that's a little too high. (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, I think we're pretty. I think we are restrained enough on all of the rookies that we're not really overrating any of them. Um, Dobbs is probably the, the legit correct answer because he's a lower pick that we think will see a lot of time and you know they do have three receivers ahead of him technically speaking so probably that but it's not like we're super high on anybody that's not going to contribute like Zach Tom has been playing up and um I I mean it was probably Tyler Goodson before today (laughs) I guess (laughs) but uh I'll go with Dobbs I think that's probably the true answer um also by the way Toure. Your answer's got to be Toure, Paul. But I'm reasonable on Toure. I mean, as we talked about last week, I thought he was going to get cut. (laughs) So it's not like I can be accused of overrating him too much. I I know what he is. I think he's he's got potential. I think he could be good, but uh, he's he's not going to see a ton of time now. I also wanted to say if I ever got in a room with Aaron Rodgers to interview him, I would just run screaming out of it because... Um, I would be afraid he might have read my tweets about him and beat me up. So um, that's the true answer to the last question.
2: Aaron Rodgers is absolutely the kind of person to to do research on whomever is going to interview him.
1: Yep. Maybe he's he did seen his my, own research. Maybe he's seen my song about him, and you know that's
0: the Aaron Rodgers Instagram is one of the greatest parody songs of all time.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's oh my god.
1: I feel like he got outdated really quickly because he went crazier after that. I should do a part two sometime. <laughs> uh, Price
0: Trosten uh, asked, "Do you think that Rodgers knows that some people aren't going to make the roster, but likes them and pumps them up to media so they get picked up like Kumarou did? <laughs> Will his praise help Winfrey?" So,
1: I like this question because uh, does anybody have a theory on why he does this? Matt, you can go first. I think didn't you? Did you not have a theory? I thought you did.
2: No, maybe Jared.
1: I... Uh, so. Uh, do, does he do this to, to pump up other people? Maybe it's JR. Yeah, it was JR because it was a psychotic theory. It was, um, does he do this to get the other people on the team to play better since they know they have to beat the guy he's pumping up? Like, maybe. I don't know. He's kind of a psychopath. So, see,
2: but it, under the psychopath theory, you could also say that it's people he knows are going to get cut and then it gives him an axe to grind.
1: Also, a good theory. Uh, it, it's weird though. Like the people he picks to root for are are weird choices, and they kind of always yeah. have been. Like Jared like, Boykin was one of them a long time ago.
2: It, in the defense of Aaron Rodgers praising people who get cut, he really liked Aberderis. And
1: why is Abby, that a defense
2: though, <laughs> Abby? If if his brain wasn't made out of pillows and marshmallows, like and could have stayed on the field, like he would have been. Like he was dependable. fine. He was was open a lot. And he he went where Rodgers wanted him to go. He listened to instructions. That's what Aaron wants subservient wide receivers.
0: My theory is that uh he just thinks certain players need to pick me up or respond to praise and that motivate them, and maybe those are the players he chose. They
1: just needed it. It's probably as simple as that. It still seems weird that it's never like
2: no, God, damn it! This is Aaron Rodgers. Dogs. You have to go with the weird, complex, cryptic answer.
1: <laughs> yep, correct. Maybe, so that's probably a good Action. question. This is the question to ask him if if you get him on the podcast. Is uh, so you've 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 in preseasons uh, over the past you've praised Jared Boykin who got cut and Jake Kumaro who got cut and Jawan Winfrey who got cut and Jared Aberderis, who got severely brain injured and then cut. Um, why do you pump those guys up and not the guys you're going to be playing? Like that's the question.
2: Well, also the greatest Aaron Rodgers question of all time has already been asked by, uh, uh pardon my take.
1: Yeah, once only time we'll praise Barstool on here, but they did ask how many grandmas he's killed, and it, <laughs> it set him off. And he was pissed. He was mad. He was so mad. Yep, he was really, really mad. They did. I, I'm. I'm. I will say I still a little mad at them because he was mad. and He said, I take this seriously. And they did not respond with oh, apparently not seriously enough to get the scene," yeah. <laughs> which oh they really should have. It was right there. Yeah. But see,
2: even like as much crap as I'd love to give Barstool and do big cat knows what he's doing and knew that Rogers would be the type to pull the plug if they pushed it too hard.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um, probably, added P.S. Big thanks to Paul for his Underworld REZ intro to last week's mini pod.
1: Hey, no problem. I love that song. It's great.
0: Brett Smith asked, which position group surprised you the most in camp camp, and what is this Brewers score? I'm not a baseball guy. I don't know. (laughs) Ah, I don't live in Chicago anymore. I don't go to baseball.
1: It is the top of the ninth and the Pirates are up four to two, which is not great. JR is probably very (laughs) angry right now. Um, I'm a little angry right now myself. It's the Pirates. They're (laughs) very bad at baseball uh
2: yeah, also shout outs Brett was the one who asked me about about davis mill's neck right
1: yeah he was pretty <laughs> I'm sure not
2: doing i'm not doing the neck math but brett you're you're a trooper man
1: position group that surprised me most in camp um i'm a uh, linebacker
2: <laughs> i can't believe it exists <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh pat o'Donnell maybe i i guess i don't um yeah uh, it's it's a, it's a tough one because i think. Nobody really defied expectations that much. Um, I guess maybe the safety is because, despite not having a lot of talent and only Aberdathy's really left, um, they weren't too bad. They were actually okay with with middling talent there, uh, not middling, kind of garbage talent there. Um, but that doesn't tell there you the
0: what... coverage. But I don't know if that's on. These are corners. Well, I know one of them's on Carpenter. But
1: yeah, uh, Terry Carpenter sucked. Um, that was not a surprise. <laughs> Very bad. Um, but I, I, I'm not really sure. Like the offensive line was, was good that like Tom was good and Ryan was bad. Um, well, maybe Jordan love actually, he <laughs> was better than I yeah. thought it would be. I'll go with that. Um, Jor- Jordan impressed enough to, 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 to make an impression on me.
0: Yeah, I don't want to, I don't really have one. I guess I'll say running backs because even who was the other running back that did okay? BJ Baylor. Oh yeah, BJ
1: Baylor yeah. with the big yeah, like okay. 58-yard catcher, whatever it was. Yeah, we'll give
0: him we'll give him one. Yeah. How's that? Hype him up so he can find another team. Metabini? No, nope, I'm good. You guys can <laughs> <laughs> last uh last, last Patreon question uh, from Tyler Gibson. Great name, Tyler. Everyone knows. Uh would you rather get high with uh, oh, I thought it was going to say Brady. No, Joe Rogan or Aaron Rodgers. Oh,
2: that one's that's an easy. That's an easy answer. It's Rogan. Well, okay. So, okay. Once upon a time, oh, goodness. uh years years and years ago, I listened to Joe Rogan back when the entire podcast was just like maybe smoke some weed, maybe do some mushrooms sometimes, how about you eat some milk, swing a kettlebell, have a good time. Like that's what that podcast used to be before he went into the weeds and um and there's, there's one that he did with Neil deGrasse Tyson, who is maybe the most insufferable human being on the planet. <laughs> and Rogan keeps it together and is just staring at him in awe every time deGrasse is like, like, I'm the smartest man ever. Let me tell you about this smart guy thing that actually has nothing to do with astrophysics. And then Rogan would be like, wow. Because Rogan can appreciate a conversation, whereas Rogers
1: has to dominate it. I suppose. Uh, I. This question would just be punishing me one way or the other. That, <laughs> I, I hate Joe Rogan because like all he does is what, um, uh, not Art Bell, more like George Norrie used to do um, on Coast to Coast. So uh, Podcasts like Joe Rogan's podcast used to occur on terrestrial radio from midnight to 4 a.m., where <laughs> where cranks would call in and nobody would hear them except for people that wanted to make fun of them and that the world was much better for that. Um, just non-skeptical, say whatever you want. Be like, "Oh, wow, really? That's very interesting." And uh, that that was fine. But having it be like a super popular thing with cultural gravitas is is garbage. So um, I, I don't want to I don't want to hang out with that. It would probably be Aaron because at least I could ask him football things. Though he still might beat me up, but maybe not when he's high. So I'll go with Aaron
0: as a. Uh... As a school employee, I'm going to abstain from this question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> smart, very smart. Uh, um, I, so that's the end of Patreon. I did not get them in the actual rundown, but uh, I'm going to take over question asking really quick because we ha- we have three Twitter questions that are worthwhile. So uh, from from Jonathan Deal, where does Tyler Johnson stack up uh, to the receivers the Packers currently roster? Uh, And also, would you want the Packers to go through a couple years of mediocrity if it meant Jordan Love was the most bland person in the world and never did any podcast appearances? So, um, first one though, like where where would Tyler Johnson actually stand? Stack up um, with the current receivers? Wide receiver two, just
0: cut cut Watkins, and he's probably behind Lazard and Dobbs on the outside, Uh, and then you have Cobb, and then his backup Rogers, and then. Is Touré an outside or a slot?
1: He's an outside. He did outside, He outside. did both in Nebraska, but he mostly played outside.
0: I'm going to be honest, guys. Having two of the preseason games on Friday nights during Friday night football is <laughs> brutal for real Thank God we're back to Sundays. I,
1: I, I am with you on Tyler Johnson, though. The main reason I want him is because he can step in and replace Watkins immediately. And Watkins is yep. a fine placeholder, but if you can do better, you should. Yep. Yep. Matt, any... any Nope, nope. Cool.
2: All right, uh, So I was having I was having too much fun laughing at at Deal's second question.
1: <laughs> it was good. It was good. All right, from from Big Rig trademarked. Do you think Rogers will ever understand the irony of discussing safe spaces on only platforms he knows won't challenge him? No, 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 no one, no one ever, no one ever realizes that ir- irony is really dead. Um, it, it hypocrisy and irony are dead. Just stick it. Say what you want and move on. Uh, All right. And last, David Collum. I like this one. People mentioned 3% of cuts are claimed. I think that's about right anecdotally, but that's about right. But how many of those cuts are rosterable players and what is the real percentage? Kind of like the distinction between regrettable and non-regrettable attrition. So uh, it's a, I think, selection bias question. Um, Most of the people who are cut are cut because they're not good enough. Um, There is a subclass of those that are actually good slash rosterable i think we all know tyler goodson will play in the league at some point um so what do you what do you think just you know ballpark what do you think the real percentage of rosterable guys out there um are right now uh, of everybody who was cut today
2: yeah Yeah, i mean i would have said five percent like probably but i like round numbers yeah so
1: i bet it's more like 10 like I bet it's I bet it's significantly higher than than the three percent to get recycled. I bet I bet there's a good chunk of them.
0: I would say it depends on like the time frame you're looking at too. I mean, there's yeah. guys that get cut and bounce around and then finally find a home after like three seasons. Yep. So you yep. never know.
1: It's a really hard thing to track too. Uh, you yeah. Know, there's no official like giant huge NFL wide tracker of cuts and like at the yeah. end of the roster cuts and signings. It just really hard you. There's, there's
0: guys that have already been on like three or four NFL teams this entire training camp. Yeah. Yep.
2: So the the Packers, Packers cut 20, 20 something people today, right? 22, 23. Yep. Give or take. So, by your number, it would be two of those people on, the, on a team. By my number, it would be one.
1: Yep. Yep. All right. Matt, you're in charge of Discord. You wanted to do Discord?
2: Yes. So, we only had one Discord question. Um, shout out to local Pabs who asks a question every week and sometimes
1: gets forgotten because we forget <laughs> to go into Discord. <laughs> um, Matt's in charge of Discord. Yell at him if it happens again.
2: Yes. Uh, <laughs> it is literally my job at ABC <laughs> to be in charge of the Discord. I'm awful. Oh, uh, okay. So I mentioned in the Discord that uh, what Justice mentioned about special teams should get better because uh, starters will be playing on special teams. So local Pab says starters on special teams colon a good thing or a necessity because a problem that can't be addressed question mark Yes. <laughs> Um, um I was first introduced to the concept of starters on special teams by Pete Carroll. Um the Seahawks could have been a dynasty era teams had a lot of starters on special teams and people were like, Oh, don't you worry about fatigue and blah blah. He's like, No, I worry about field position and like winning games.
1: Yeah, makes so, sense. Yeah, I
2: like it. I think it's I think it's a good thing. I, I think it is an it is a necessity though.
1: Yeah, special teams ideally is entirely backups, but um, that is not usually possible and uh, you'll need to fill some gaps with some starters just to make things work so, Yes, we
0: are currently dealing with this very problem on our football team uh, about trying to balance starters and I think it's different at the high school level when you guys have going two ways and you just need to find ways to get yeah. them rest but, you know. this, this is the beginning of
2: Tyler's slow dis- becoming the next three year letterman oh my
0: god <laughs> Do you, know how, do you know how gut-wrenching it is to have to help manage special teams and teach special teams as a Packers fan?
1: Hey, Tyler, what's the penalty for uh, kickoff out of bounds in high school?
0: Uh, I believe it's a 35-yard line.
1: Okay. You ever consider doing it every time? Do it all time, yeah. Uh,
0: we have started what if we just punt out of bounds every time, so maybe the kickoff out of bounds isn't the worst idea.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, I, I, I assume returns are more more frequent in high school, yeah. correct? So. It would seem to me a, a smart idea to eliminate the the up you know the offensive upside there and just get you guys a rest. By I'll
0: tell you what, how about
1: you pitch this to the varsity <laughs> head coach
0: so I don't get fired for this idea? That's so if that sound.
1: Uh, if you give me a, a, if you give me the head coach's like contact information, I will absolutely um, <laughs> do some research and do that. Yeah. I've also, if
2: you have your your returns like plotted out. Like average return, average beginning of return, that kind of thing. That would really help. Yeah. Like, hey, our kicker can only get it to the ten and they're averaging uh twenty yard returns.
0: No, like, our our kicker's got a leg. That's the other crazy thing. It's just we have so a hard kick leg.
2: it out the back of the end zone, dingus. I bet it's not getting back close. of the leg. Oh yeah, okay. That's well, for cool. a
0: fourteen year old, I'm pretty impressed that he can almost
1: get it into the end zone, let's be real. Nice. Yeah. Well, All almost
2: right. only counts in horseshoes and hanger and
1: it is there, Brooke <laughs> All yeah, right. So before grenades, yep. before we go, uh Tyler, I know you have something to plug. So what would you like to plug? Yeah, uh Science Football comes out next week,
0: which sounds again, after an entire year of doing that and interviewing smart people like Paul and Justin I'm with them. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm very excited for that to come out next week. Um I don't think you can do anything to support the Carmel Greyhounds football team, but uh go Greyhounds. <laughs> um rough start to the season, but we're going to we're going to bounce back.
1: You'll be fine. Oh,
0: and a back riding an acne cat Nice okay this year. So that was Pro- exciting. News. Probably Woo!
1: probably no more wing tee on the schedule. You should be okay. Oh, can we not talk about it?
0: I, <laughs> I literally prepped an entire week for a wing T offense, and I was seeing it in my sleep.
2: <laughs> it's
0: just when a team runs it from second grade until high school, they're just so decisive with it, and it yep. drives you insane.
1: Option football works great if you run it. It does. I want, can we not talk about it uh, anymore. Matt, Matt <laughs> a, a, anything to plug.
2: No, nothing to plug, just uh, join the Discord. Let's uh, do that. Yeah. Let's, let's and, plug the Discord this week. That's
1: fine. Enjoy the Discord. Love it. Um I right. haven't
2: I haven't ratioed any former NFL GMs this week, so <laughs>
1: nice work. <laughs> all right, I will be writing for uh the shepherd express again doing game recaps for them uh, and for Acme packing company as well and and doing the pod so and i'll the tailgates again um if you want your question answered on the podcast and uh you can guarantee that you do by going to patreon.com slash mk tailgates and signing up at the five dollar or sorry that's not right two dollar level five dollar level gets you the ra mini pod that i do every week as well and uh Ryan tops minor league extra if you like minor league or if you want to know about the Brewers prospects not if you like minor league baseball everybody likes minor league baseball um but uh go ahead and head over and do that as well um it, once the season starts especially if you play fantasy the mini pod is uh really worth your time so check that out uh until then we'll be back we'll be back next week to preview the Minnesota Vikings as the season actually gets started
0: Let's go.